I just saw Jerry Barmash walk by. He's now uh, official here. He was just filling in, right? You're official now. Official Love news Jerry. guy. Uh, cool guy. News guy. This is Here Now the News. I'm Jerry Barmash. This week, I'm pleased to welcome my former WABC radio colleague, Juliet Huddy. We had an extended discussion, sounding the alarm as the anti-Trumper for a conservative bastion. Speaking of conservative bastion, we'll talk about her time at Fox News that ended with her sexual harassment suit against Bill O'Reilly, which led to a rift with her father. Incidentally, you can hear part two of the interview starting Wednesday, February 3rd. You can count on Juliet to bring candidness to the conversation. But first, we'll have some fun chatting about our pets and binge-worthy viewing. Wow, look at this. It's like old home week here, right in the in uh, the Zoom window. Juliet Huddy, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Can you explain why you call it and now the news? I love that. It's very... Uh, well, <laughs> it's really, it's an homage to, to an anchor. Yes, and uh, I'm like... I don't remember who it was. Yeah, it was uh, Roger Grimsby uh, on Eyewitness News uh, in the 70s and into the 80s. And he would open the news by saying, uh, I'm Roger Grimsby here now the news. That's right. Okay. All right. I thank you for clarifying. Yeah. So so that's for the New York people who who, who, and people who are of a certain age can can recall that. I was family member, I would say that is really wonderful. Thank you for remembering him and bringing him back into, you know, modern culture. I mean, Good plus, I'm, I'm planning for, as you know, the book that I'm writing, that's I, that's going to probably be the title. So I'm kind of like putting it all together in that way. When is the book coming out, by the way? I've written a lot. I probably have 200, 220, 250 words. I mean, no, 250 words? No, pages, I think. <laughs> 250 words. Wow, you are really... Awesome. I know. And that's in block <laughs> lettering and crayons. So it, it, it stretches out those 250 words a little bit more. <laughs> If you hear a little, it's my, it's my puppy Winnie. Can you, can I seriously just excuse me for one second. Cause I, I put her in her little play area. Just hold on really quick. Yeah. Cause she's going to start crying. Hold on. Hold on. All right. There she goes. All right. I let her out. She, she's actually very good, but she's been doing this would, thing where she's like, every time she goes into would, her little. Would she just want to like come up and sit with you or would she rather walk around? Well, I'm on a. You know, if, if I try to do that, then she'll probably, if she comes around here, yeah, I'll try to bring her up. But she's, uh, she's scampering <laughs> now around here. God, no, I mean, she's, she, oh, she's going on the wee wee pad. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yes. Okay, we, we bought one of those, um, what is that? Like a cat scratch tower and the cat won't go on. Oh. You know, to jump and to scratch and to sit won't go. You can put her is there. A- you can, nothing. Is it a kitten or is it a, a cat? Well, she was when we got her. In fact, we got her so young, um, we couldn't even officially adopt her because she oh, was be- yeah. un- underweight for that. So we could only foster her until she reached, I, I forget what the pound was, maybe two pounds or something. Yeah. Um, so now we've adopted her. Now she's huge. I don't know. We, we feed her half a can or whatever. <laughs> the time, but there are just some, some cat. They've, it's just in their DNA. She's big boned. She's, She's big bone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you buy what, the- we never had a torty, so maybe torties are like that. I, I don't know. A torty? Yeah. Torty? Yeah. Is- Tortoise shell is a torty. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a lingo. <laughs> You're not a cat. Not- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's what, uh, yeah, torty. You don't know torty? They call I mean, them torties? I, I don't. Uh, yeah. I know it, it, It's it, They have the, uh, let me see if I can, we have a million pictures of her, so I can 
show you one. Talk amongst yourselves. This needs to this needs to be in the uh, the, the your uh, when you post this. It needs to be in. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all for everybody to hear. Um, where is it? Hold on. Here. Wait, Winnie, where are you? Come here. Let's let's say hi to everybody. She, I don't know where she is. Oh, oh. It looks like a black cat. It does, right? But very pretty. Oh, hold on. You can Here's see one. here some. Here. Oh, here. She's running away from me. Oh, very See some pretty. of the shading underneath. It's like a little rust. Gorgeous. Yeah, very pretty. Yeah. I did. Oh, so a torty. I've learned something today. Yeah. And, this and most, lady... almost all of them are, are uh, a female. Almost all. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, almost exclusively. There was a story the other day, like two weeks ago, about a male torty. But it's it's extraordinarily rare. So you Are you like a cat guy? Like, you know all the stuff about... I mean, I, I, I'm not an expert, but I, I mean, I've had cats my entire life. My grandmother always had cats. She had litters of cats uh, oh. in her house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we... All right. Yeah. Well, this is Winnie uh, Winston Churchill Fatarusso, which is my ma- my married name. My Your last married name is Churchill? No, no. That's your maiden <laughs> name, Churchill? I wish it was. Are you kidding me? I wish it was. It's Fatarusso. Um, Were you watching like... The Crown at the time? No, I just love, I, I'm just obsessed with everything having to do with history and, and England and monarchies. And it's just, I'm a weird, I'm a freak. I, that's my thing. And I just thought Winston <laughs> Churchill, I love quoting Winston Churchill. And oh, wow. I'm very odd. Very odd. That's cool. That's very classy. I like that. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I want, you know what I wanted to ask you, because there's so many things, you know, politics and news and media and everything. But I wanted to just point out, and it kind of segues right there without even trying to. Uh, uh, my wife and I finished season three of Outlander. Oh. I don't know if you had actually recommended that. I think you recommended two other things. Oh, you did no, you? I did. I recommended Outlander, and I probably recommended Turn, Washington Spiring, which was on. I think it was on AMC, and then it went on Netflix. Um, oh, but so so you love it. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm calling my wife now Sassanek const- constantly, and and like oh, I, every time I, she'll say something, and I'll go, hey, 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 hey. It's just like, and, and the theme. We love the theme. I mean, now we're singing the theme, oh, and I'm waking up, and it's in my head like an earworm. I know, I know, and I love it. It's a great, it's a great series. I really loved it. Um, you know, it was it was one of those series that it didn't it didn't all of a sudden like jump the shark. It was it was great until the end. Is it the end or? Did it have the fin- yeah? It had the finale, I think. Are but you anyway. on? Oh, well, no. I think there's a sixth season that hasn't it, happened yet. Oh, they right, haven't well, they haven't done right. it yet because of COVID. On stars, if you're you're watching it on stars. Yeah. Okay, oh, so I'm watching it on Netflix. So I'm I'm way behind. Plus, I'm oh. I'm binging. So uh, yeah. the fourth season is actually coming out to Netflix next week. So don't you know it's embargoed the rest of the conversation. I won't say anything. Okay. <laughs> We just saw where they got to uh, Georgia on the, the ship that uh, hmm. ran ashore and, and they had the storm and everything. In fact, that was the name okay. of the episode, Eye of the Storm. Yeah, see, I like it, it gets, it's great. It's great. I mean, and especially because they bring the other family members in, it becomes a big thing. I'm not going right. to say anymore. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. I mean, we're, we're like trying to figure out, it's like watching, you know, Back to the Future. Like, how can they do that? How should you do this? And then with the other one. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the the witch, uh, Gaelish. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I can't, I can't say anything. You're gonna make me. I'm gonna. Well, you... I know what happens. Well, I shouldn't even say because somebody else could be watching, not have, yeah. having watched yeah, this yet. So maybe we can... 
Turn your turn your audio. <laughs> so, all right, we'll we'll get past that. But thank you for recommending it. And you're uh, very. Welcome. I'm very glad you like it. Thank I wasn't you. sure if my husband was going to like it. I mean, because I was like, oh, it's you know, it's this, the long haired, gorgeous guy, you know, and he he fell in love with the entire thing. So thank God. Yeah, I mean, it was a little slow at first. It uh, was. You know, in that first season, the first few episodes. And, uh, you know, the battles and all of that. and But it, it just, especially the chemistry with the two of them. Yeah. Uh, and you just Jamie. get to, you, you end up falling in love with the characters. You just, it's just, you just love the characters. The characters were really well done. I mean, not like I'm some savant when it comes to character development and everything. But, you know, I've watched enough shows to know that you when, when, the, when the series ends, you feel like you're going to start crying or you actually do start crying. Because you're like, well, no. Well, yeah, no, I mean, and even I'm not going to get into, I mean, you know, but for anybody else, where there was a part where uh, in a season where they were separated, right? And and once they're, they're no longer separated, you feel this, you know, yeah. this weight off of everybody's shoulders. And it's like, wow, there, there's there, so there is an emotional tie uh, yeah. to the two of them together. Um, oh, I love it. Oh, I mean, I, I, even when I'm we're talking to my uh, my wife's stepmother. And and she's talking about steamy sex, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to be talking about this with you. Okay, so strange fact about me, I this is going to sound completely bizarro, and I can't even believe why am I even bringing this up? I have I get so uncomfortable watching not not only sex scenes. I get uncomfortable watching pe- people making out. I just I don't know. It's weird, and and so now I've made my husband like that too. So like a sex scene will come up and I'll go, oh, great. All right. I mean, you know, and so like, it's so weird. I don't know why I do that. It's like, I, I feel like I'm intruding on something. And I know they're actors. I'm not stupid sometimes. But it's like, I just, I, I don't want to watch two people do their thing. It's just not my thing. It's very strange. And I've made my poor husband that way too. Wow. And, yeah. and they've done, I mean, they, they, they're they like known for oh, it. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen interviews where they talk about uh, how, you know, it's so steamy and nobody's even like the cameraman is the only one that's supposed to be there because it's really supposed to be almost like a closed set. It's so oh my God. Uh, it intense. Is, yeah, that was that was probably the first time I'd ever seen a show that I was going, wait, wait are they they're actually wow. I mean, that's actually happening. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And we had we had just watched The Crown. So it was completely, you know, you went from a Victorian <laughs> kind of feel to this. Yes. Uh, yeah. Very much a, a different feel. Yeah, but and, and, one, and, and go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I was just saying it's just a wonderful series, wonderful story. Love it. And it was nice because we had just come off of seeing The Crown, and there was to, a, a familiar face, and Prince Philip. He was there, uh, the the older. Version. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Tobias, Tobias, Tobias Menzies. But oh my God, his character on Outlander was brutal. Yeah. Yeah, he had the, the, the two characters. He uh, he had yeah. he, that was yeah. yeah. He was he was a brutal guy. <laughs> <laughs> so of course I should introduce the fact that you're at WABC, a uh, former colleague of mine. Uh, yeah. At WABC Radio, uh, New York City. Uh, how long have you been there now? Is it four years? I think it's three years. I think yeah, three years. Eight, 2018, I think I got there, doing doing the news for Bernie and Sid. And then doing uh, going to Curtis and Juliet, and then now doing the uh, five AM show. So how is that? You were doing for 
whatever that is, three years you were doing the 12 to 3 with Curtis, Curtis and Juliet. And now uh, recently you moved to the uh, the, the pre-Bernie and uh, Sid show, the 5 a.m. Yeah. hour. How is that? Kicking off, kicking off the morning drive, which is a very important, obviously, block in um, in radio. You know, to be honest with you, I know that a lot of people were going, oh, no, what happened? Are they demoting her because she's a left winger? And, you know, the fact is that I'm not speaking out of turn. Curtis, I think Curtis was the one who got me on to Curtis and Juliet. But I think his mind was Curtis with Juliet as opposed to Curtis and Juliet. And that was not my understanding. You know, that, that wasn't really what I what I signed up for. And, you know, and, and initially I was like, OK, it's cool, whatever. I mean, Curtis is a big personality and I, I'll be I'll be like, let I'll let him drive the bus, as he says. But I think, you know, with the fact that um, that I have become very political, markedly different from the way I was pretty much all my life um, as sort of a, a conservative liberal, social liberal, but conservative fiscally. Um, but with Trump, I became extremely vocal and extremely opinionated and you know, I just think that it wasn't quite, it, it kind of became not the greatest duo. And and we tried to make it work, but I think, um, I think it was just, it was just not necessarily the, the best chemistry. And, you know, Curtis is, Curtis is a legend. Curtis is an icon. Curtis does his thing. Um, he's got his, his whole, not shtick, but his, his kind of whole vibe. And it wasn't really what I what I have done in my life, you know, I'm kind of the, I come from the television news, journalism, facts, you know, it's not theater of the mind. It's, it's facts and reality. And Curtis is different. Curtis is just, he, he's got a whole different kind of approach and it was great for a while while it lasted, but it was just, I think it was just time for me to kind of do something else. And, you know, you, you probably have seen my tweets and my, uh, my Facebook posts, it was getting obviously very ugly. The climate had gotten really vicious and being sort of the lone non-Trumper or never Trumper, whatever you want to say at WABC, which was sort of the haven for not only Trump supporters, but like the guy that was trying to get him, you know, through all of his, his stuff. It was kind of a weird position for me. And I was getting a lot of um, online abuse and, threats and stuff like that hmm. and it was just kind of getting to a point where it wasn't I wasn't really happy um so now I'm doing this 5 a.m thing and to be quite honest with you my bosses were really lovely in that they said if you want to do it from home you can do it but I have to say I'm having a lot of fun I love Frank Morano he's just we're just like we're more of a team I think we just kind of gel better um and it's just I'm having a good time and it's sort of back to what I always did, which was just keeping it light, keeping it fun, keeping it moving, giving a little bit of my opinion, a little bit of sass, but just moving forward um, with the news. And I also have my podcast where I can be as opinionated and, you know, independent left wing as I want to be. And, and it'll be cool. And of course I have social media to, you know, get out all of my rants. So it's, it's cool. And, and so for the morning, it's not the same structure, right? Because it's more newsy kind of headlines, things, yeah. that, and, and it's quicker paced. Yeah, it's basically what I was doing um, about, I don't know, five years ago when I was at Fox 5, the New York affiliate. Um, and it's easy. And I've done it at 6 o'clock in the morning. So I can go home, 
and work on the book that I've been putting off for the last seven years, which um, is, is very cool and work on my podcast and stuff. So it's really, it's actually, I'm kind of happy with things the way they are. I think it's cool. And is the book uh, uh, an autobiography or a novel? Well, I mean, it's kind of a, it's a memoir, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm still trying to figure out what the actual focus of it was. I think um, I've talked about this on the air before. um, And I've talked with it to talk with you about it, but um, my dad was a, uh, a, a journalist and he was an executive producer for the tomorrow show with Tom Snyder and night watch with Charlie Rose. And, you know, he kind of gave me the DNA, the, the journalism DNA. My mom was a singer, a professional singer. So I kind of had that together and it was a crazy life. Um, but I, I don't have a relationship with my dad anymore. And a lot of the crazy stuff that's happened in my life, these wild experiences growing up as a little kid and having people coming over to the house when we were living in Miami, that he was interviewing the Liza Minnelli's and this person and Anne Margaret and that person. A lot of the stuff that I have to talk about um, has a lot to do with my dad. But again, we have this sort of, we don't have a relationship. And I, I am a little concerned that if I'm going to be honest about my life, I'm going to have to say some things that are probably negative about him. And I really, I've been sort of hesitant to do that. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to sort of feel my way through that. Um, and, and so that's why I've kind of put the book on pause, but, uh, I think there's a way to do it, you know, that where I'm not disrespecting my father, but also telling the truth. I just have to figure out what that way is. How to balance it out. Do you, how long has it been, uh, estranged from your father? Um, it's been since uh, I left Fox. My dad really, my dad was privy as my mom was, they're divorced, but he was privy to my situation with Bill O'Reilly. Um, I was one of the O'Reilly accusers. Um, but before I went to a lawyer to talk about, when I finally got to the point where I was saying, you know, this is, it's getting untenable. I, I can't, this is a very, it's not a good situation. Um, I, I had talked to my dad a lot about it and he was also working for Fox at the time, which was very awkward as was my brother. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of complications and a lot of sort of exterior external factors sort of holding me back from going and, and, and sort of complaining basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my dad, no, I think my dad really wanted me to go full force busted out, like take O'Reilly to the, like, just let everybody know what happened and just kind of be a huddy. And I just, I wasn't ready to do it. Um, and our relationship broke down because he was, he was pretty pissed off that I, um, that I decided to settle. And honestly, I, I decided to settle because I didn't know that there were other women at this point that had gone through the same thing and had complained and had gone and had settled with, I had no idea that this was happening. So, um, I, I was scared that I was going to go up against a big machine and O'Reilly and his lawyers and Fox's lawyers. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to work again. You know, I wanted to just leave Fox quietly and just go on and do my thing. Um, and my dad was not happy about that. And so that was pretty much the breakdown of our relationship. Wow. So there was no gray area there. He, it was, there was no, you can, he can understand how you feel. And and it was just one way and that's it. You know? Yeah. Um, but 
I look back and, and, and I actually, he was right. He was right. Um, I should have, I should have not settled. I should have said, you know what, I'm confident that I'm in the right here, but I, I just, you know, it's 2020. I mean, hindsight is 2020. I just, I wasn't at that place at the point in my life. And, um, but you know, some things were said and it it just got very ugly and not the way a, a father and a daughter should be. And especially not a daughter who was going through the realization that her career was in television and everything that she had ever worked for was probably over. Um, so that's kind of what happened with us, unfortunately. Not, not to uh, have to charge you for this session. Do you see, uh, would you like to rebuild the relationship with your father in the future? Um, I would love, yeah. God, Jerry, nobody's ever talked to me about this stuff. Uh, I don't want I'm not going to cry because this is not, uh, this is not the, the place. Well, we don't but, have to go there. I'm sorry. I don't want to. Honestly, it's, I'm glad that you asked, actually. I would love to have a relationship with my dad. He's my dad. I love him. I, we, we've always had a very uh, tough relationship. My dad was sort of the management by intimidation kind of guy. Um, and, and that sort of filtered over into the way he treated his kids and his family. So it's always been very challenging with him. Um, and if he, if he, if he would, if I would be convinced that he has changed and is, is contrite and, you know, yeah, I would be completely open to it. And I don't know that he's in the best of health and, you know, there may, there, there may come a time soon where I have to, you know, really have that conversation with myself. But um, right now for me, uh, I've gotten to a point in my life, especially after all the drama with Fox um, and all the stuff that I've gone through, I've just gotten to a point in my life where I really want positive, this sounds so cliche and cheesy, but I want positivity. I want, I want happy people and good people and people that are supporting me. And I don't want to feel contentious. I don't want to feel angst via relationships. It's just not what I want to do anymore. Um, so to answer your question, I, I'm always open to it. I will always love my dad but he's a complicated man and we've always had a complicated relationship. And so I don't know. I don't know what will happen. You are still close with, <laughs> no, of course you are close with your brother and, and he is close with, with him. Yeah. They, they, they have a, a relationship. My dad, again, my dad's tough. I mean, he, he is, uh, he, he's always been a tough guy to deal with. And I think my brother, um, and you'll have to ask him, but I, I think my brother, sometimes looks at me and, and is upset with me that I don't have. Ah, the wonderful world of Wi-Fi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. I don't know where we left off. Oh, what you were saying about um, your, your brother. It's tough. Yeah. Even in the 20, 30 minutes that I spoke to your father, he was very open and answered questions and he was, you know, pleasant, but I, I got the sense and even the way his, he was telling his stories that he had a tough uh, veneer. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's, um, it's funny. My dad was, is probably still one of the most dynamic people. He would walk into a room and he was just, just, I guess, yeah, dynamic, big personality, very, um, and, and mind you, this is like going back 10 years, 20 years, 30 years when I was in high school, he would walk into a room and he would just be, you know, 
being charming to all my little, my friends. And, and he was just, I, it, I think people would have a hard time understanding why I wouldn't have a close relationship with him, but he, he definitely has, he's a, um, my dad is a tortured artist. That's probably the best way to describe him. Absolutely effing brilliant, brilliant, um, smartest person I've ever met. Um, incredible orator, uh, can be so charming and so dynamic, but can also turn on a dime and just, can I curse? Sure. Shit can blow up really quickly. And you're kind of sitting there in the middle of a restaurant going, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, and it, it was always like being around my dad was, was watching sort of this heroic guy and then watching the guy that you're like, Oh my God. <gasps> Oh my God, what's he going to do? What's he going to say? Is he going to freak out? You know, and it was, it, it was tough, but, um, he's, he's, he was a brilliant producer. I mean, Roger Ailes, every time I would go and go into Roger Ailes office, the first, like literally every time over the course of a almost 20 year history at Fox, every time I would go in and have a meeting with Roger, he would kick his feet up on the table and he would say, yeah, I talked to your dad. Yeah. You know, God damn it. He's the best producer i've ever worked with but he he just he can't keep his he can't keep his temper you know and it, it was like i know roger you told me this three years ago uh yeah things yeah i know i know <laughs> but your brother's uh the the godson of roger ailes is that right yeah my brother was yeah. roger ailes godson yeah and everybody always used to say that i was his goddaughter and i'm like no i wasn't my brother was a godson i'm not the goddaughter <laughs> and and some I want to ask you the uh, the movie that came out I guess a couple of years ago uh, Bombshell your character you're you're featured in there uh, in a in a brief moment did, did you see the movie and and what did you what did you think of your uh, brief portrayal um, I saw the movie I actually uh, saw the movie in a private theater with Megan Kelly and uh, Rudy Bakhtiar and Julie Zan who were also featured in the film um, for a special that Megyn Kelly did. Uh, like that. Right, right. I saw that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I mean, I watched it and I was kind of like, to be quite honest with you, I was kind of like, man, that's not how I act. <laughs> like my Jennifer Morrison, the actress that played me was sort of this simpering, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm going, that's not how I act at all. Um, but I mean, I guess whatever. It's kind of cool to be, <laughs> be played in a movie. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, why didn't she call me? I mean, we should have gone out and had a drink. You would have seen that I'm not this, you know, little. <laughs> but whatever. It, it was. I mean, the point was they made a good point, and, and I actually thought the movie was was pretty well done. I mean, I think it got the gist of what was happening there. Um, I mean, except for except for how I was portrayed. I just. Didn't <laughs> was that scene based on was that a true scene or w did that make that up did they create that no and the funny thing is that um, I knew they were doing the movie and I had heard through the rumor mill and I don't even remember how I heard this that I was going to be featured but then I didn't hear anything else and then one day I get a call um, I get a message at uh, WABC from some person that I didn't recognize and I call her back and she puts me through to Charles Randolph, who is the screenwriter. And he's like, hey, uh, you know, I, um, I 
you're written about and you're, you're going to be featured in this movie that I'm doing called Bombshell. I'm like, oh my God. And he said, would you be interested in um, getting together, you know, having a drink or whatever and talking about, and I'm like, yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, great. So I go and I meet him at the Royalton Hotel, you know, in the city, but the whole, they've already shot all the scenes. And I was going, wait a minute, what? <laughs> like, hmm. why are we meeting then? But I think he just kind of wanted to know a little bit more about me, which I guess didn't quite, didn't quite register because he, I think they did a reshoot and it still came out that that scene still came out with her, you know, <laughs> crying. So I don't know, but I mean, yeah, so it was, uh, I ended up knowing that I was going to be in it. I didn't know how I was going to be portrayed and it's very strange. That's all I can say. It's incredibly weird. So why do you think that was that they, they, they added another accuser, even though you, that, that scene didn't, didn't exist, but that they wanted to, uh, uh, incorporate your, your, your story? Oh, no, into it? no, they, no, I'm saying that they, uh, they did shoot the scenes with me. I, according to Charles Randolph, they had already shot it, but then he wanted to meet me just to sort of see, you know, who I am and, and what I'm like, maybe to, maybe cause they were going into reshoots and he thought he could give Jennifer Morris in some direction. I don't know. I never really bothered following. No, but point. what I'm saying is, I think it was, what was it? it was with Megan Kelly went to, it was the Fox five set in the movie, right? Where she goes to see your that character. Never that never happened. That so never they created happened. that scene to, to, yeah. to bring you into the movie in effect, right? Yeah, exactly. Which I mean, I would, I would have loved them to had, you know, have gotten in touch with me prior to doing the whole, you know, doing the whole production so that I could actually have told them, maybe a few more things that would have been, I think, more interesting, but whatever. I mean, it was, I thought it was an interesting movie. My husband still hasn't seen it. He's too freaked out to see it. He's like, this is just, he gets so upset about it. So he won't watch it. But you know, it, again, it's, it's kind of bizarre, but kind of cool to be featured in a movie. Again, there's much more with Juliet. Part two is available Wednesday, February 3rd. Please share the episode on social media. Comments, questions, I'm on Twitter at Jerry Barmash. Email hearnowthenewsjb at gmail.com. Like my Hear Now the News Facebook page. There you'll find occasional live stream events. The next regularly scheduled episode is Monday, February 8th. I'll turn to Hollywood and Broadway. Life since COVID for versatile actor Craig Bierko. With a body of work spanning more than three decades, he's known for many roles in movies, TV, and stage work, where he earned a Tony nomination. Thanks for your support and listening. I'm Jerry Barnash.